You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Hi, B. Thank you so much for being here today. What can I coach you on? Thank you for having me. Yeah, and my pleasure. I contacted you because I realized I was spending too much time on housework and I felt like I was having a hard time setting boundaries with my kids about housework. Mm-hmm. And I come from a, my husband and I both come from families that are very right wing where the men sit around and the women just wait on them. Mm-hmm. And so Unfortunately, that's just how the marriage has evolved. Me as a parent has evolved. Although my husband, you know, I, he went through an awakening, I, I don't know, probably eight years ago or so. And he, he looks back now and he's just like, I can't believe that, you know, I let that happen. And so he, he's so much more supportive. He helps out with the housework and stuff like that when he's home. But I just, I realized I needed help setting boundaries and stop waiting on my children. Yeah. So how's that affecting your work life, the other parts of your life? Um, well, I use the Timeular app and that's how I discovered I had a problem with housework because mm-hmm. I've been tracking everything and I realized the equivalent of what I was spending on housework, I could spend two full days, actually probably three writing. Mm, okay. And I just, I was like, why am I waiting on everyone else? I mean, they're old enough to operate an iPad. If they can operate an iPad, then they can do more housework than they're currently doing. Cause yeah. I, you know, I, I do have them to do some housework, but I just felt like it wasn't enough. Yeah. Well, I love the data. So I love to look at things really as data whenever it's available. And the fact that you were able to do the math and be like, oh, here's how much time. Fantastic really clear as to what the what the issue is. But tell me, you said, why am I waiting on everyone else? So tell me why you are to the best of your ability. Why do you think you're doing that? It is, I think, a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of ACEs, ACE scores? Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people actually haven't. It's the adverse childhood events and it's a score between one and 10. And so I, unfortunately, I come from a trauma infused background and it was just easier to survive by, you know, if someone said jump, I jumped and yes. I took care of everybody in the family. There's a, it's a, there's a diagram called Cartman's drama triangle. You should Wikipedia it sometime. And I was definitely like the rescuer in the family. Yeah. And that childhood experience has carried over into my adulthood. And, mm-hmm. and also it's, you know, it's also like, well, I can do it better and it's faster and easier if I just do it, even though if they could do it 80% well, I should let them do it. And yeah. Well, first, thanks for sharing that with me. I also have a background in trauma, so I do my best to be a trauma-informed coach. It's really important to me because that's my experience too. So I'm smiling over here only because I'm the same person. I am very quick to respond to others, to want to fill in the gaps, et cetera. So this is super familiar to me. Sounds like your habit brain is kind of having you do this because it's what it's used to. Exactly. 
But in the moment, like, can you think of a time recently where you helped your children instead of doing what you wanted to do? So actually the day that you sent out that email and I responded to it, my son, my younger one had, he had wet the bed and he didn't want his older brother to know. And so he came to me privately in the morning and he said, mom, I wet the bed. Mm. And I was just like, oh no, because it's like three loads of laundry by the time you get done with everything. Yes. All the layers. <laughs> And I mean, I was happy. I really, I congratulated him for not waking me up because it used to be, he used to wake me up and mm -hmm. I've trained him enough to figure out how to deal with it on his own to let me sleep through the night, which I'm happy about. But so that day I was, you know, keeping the secret like you're supposed to as, you know, someone growing up in the environment I grew up in. And so I was, instead of writing and I have a book that's due instead of writing, I was doing his laundry. And I realized at the end of the my writing day when I did the Timular app calculations, I had spent an hour and a half on his laundry to hide the secret from his brother. Yeah. So what would have been the alternative? <laughs> had him do it. Yeah. Is he old enough to? Oh, he is. He is. I've, I started having them do laundry when they were what, like seven and nine. So I started training them and, and I, you know, had them do simple stuff when they were six and eight and stuff like that. Um, Cause I read a book called Keeping House by Kay Willis. Wills oh, or something. I don't know that one. Yeah. It's really good. It's helpful. It's, it's helpful for a mom struggling with housework. Yeah. So what were you feeling when you did his laundry for him? If you can remember your emotional state. I was frustrated at the time. And I remember thinking, this is a question I try to ask myself a lot. Like, how can I make this better? Mm. And so I started taking notes as the week went on, like all these things that I was doing for the kids that they could do if I would just redo their chore board mm -hmm. and buy a bigger chore board. <laughs> so let's go back to frustration because how can I make this better kind of comes from a different emotional place. And that's the beauty of the human brain is that we can have multiple things going on at one time. But when you're feeling frustrated, what are you thinking? I have to do this. Like, what do you think was going through your head? I'm putting everyone's needs before my dreams. Okay. And they're not even really needs. They're just wants. Ah, that's a good distinction there. So you're putting everyone's wants before your own wants. Yeah. Yeah. So let's come back to in the moment. I know that this is habitual, right? As these behavior patterns tend to be. Yes. You know, when we don't give our brain something concrete to think, it just defaults to the habit. And often that is a pattern that's instilled in childhood. So this all makes total sense to me. But what kept you in that moment from saying, Listen, kid, I need you to go do your laundry. You can keep the secret. No one needs to know that you're doing your laundry, but I need you to do it for yourself. I think the old habit of like keeping the secret for the men, you know? Oh, and okay. I think that, you know, it. I'm the only female in my family. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So let's kind of move over to what this could mean for your kids. It sounds like you have two boys. Yep. Okay, so how could it be really helpful for them for you to have them chip in more? 
my cousin who comes from a similar family um, says that I am making future great husbands. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So by asking them to do more, you'd be training them how to be in a family. Well, I would be training them how to take care of themselves. Like when yeah. when they give me static, I'm like, this is a life skill. You need to know how to reset a dishwasher that you just totally messed up. Yeah. Okay. Which was so be, tonight's battle. Well, that's, let's look at two angles here. One, are you okay with them doing things imperfectly as they learn? I'm getting better about it. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be like some deliberate thought work there. Yeah. And I'm going to offer you a thought. Not all coaches will do this, but I would go to a place of them doing it imperfectly is how they learn. So reminding yourself of the why in the moment. What do you think about that? That's helpful. That's very helpful because recently uh, my younger son put his retainer through the dryer. That cost $300. I know. (laughs) I'm cringing over here. Like, oh no, don't do it. Yeah. So I think that there is a like why you're doing this. That's why I asked you what this will mean. Because often the way to bridge the gap between that like habitual thinking and the intentional thinking is just why? What is the purpose of this? And it's going to take some practice to do that. Um, so them doing it imperfectly. But tell me, let's just go to like an ideal place of it is a Thursday. And you got one out of these extra two hours that you spend every day on housework back. What emotional state do you think you need to be in in order to ask for what you need and expect that it will be given to you? Imperfectly, right? But given to you. What do you think your mood needs to be, your emotions? Um, Patience and understanding. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to offer you. And then we're going to talk about what thoughts generate patience and understanding. I think it's going to be just as important for you to give those to yourself as your children. Because you're going to want to fill in. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Been there. You're going to want to do it better than they can. That's often why we do things for other people. Because we can. It's faster. It's better. It's more efficient. But that's almost a thought error because at the end of the day, it's not faster. You're taking away from your dreams every time you do this. So what do you need to think to feel patient and understanding to both your children and yourselves, yourself? And it might be two different thoughts. That I'm kind and centered and balanced. Mm -hmm. And I might even think too of like, this is how I teach my kids. To do this. Might take some time. This is what they need to learn to do it. But let's move over to your writing goals. Because I think that why is going to be important for you too. So let's connect you allowing them to do more. Asking, knowing that it's not going to come out just right. And sometimes they're just not going to do it. Because that's what kids do. What's it going to mean for your writing career? going to give you it means i can get forward faster you know it's probably not a proper sentence but i i can sounds amazing i can (laughs) i can can make strides faster or i could fail faster i guess you would Mm -hmm. say because 
I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like failing fast. So that's how we do it. That's that's what I need. I just I need time and I need the bandwidth and I I don't want the static that you know comes with trying to get kids to do housework. Let's talk a little about that. It's a, it's energy draining. What's draining though? So you're telling them to do it, like go to tonight dishwasher scenario. How's it draining? For me, it drains energy, and I'm realizing this now as I'm going through the second draft of my fiction book. I uh, the hardest chapters for me to write are the ones where there's conflict between two people that are normally close. Oh, okay. And I think I I fear conflict. I don't want conflict. I want everything to be smooth because I grew up with so much conflict. And so I, I don't want to have the conflict with them. So I want to offer you that I think one of the main reasons why you're not asking them to do more is because your brain thinks that it will avoid conflict if you do it yourself. Yes. So I don't think, I I know there is a deep habitual layer in there. We're not going to deny that at all. But I also think in the moment, you're thinking the easier is actually I'm going to avoid conflict. So tell me, let's say you're like, listen, son, son number one, I need you to rinse the whatever, the risotto off the bowl before you put it in the dishwasher or, you know, insert food here. And he's like, no. So what's the worst thing that can happen from this conflict? Um, well, that book I talked about, Cleaning House, mm-hmm. um, I I sort of adopted it from that and something else, but I have like these two glass vases in my house with the little pebbles and each pebble represents a week that they're in the house until they turn, you know, 18 and leave. Mm, yeah. And so every week I take a pebble out every Sunday and I put $5 in and they have to put $2 in. And so each, each day that they either don't do their chores or they give me static about it, I'd pull a dollar out. So at the end of the week, they get the money that's left. Mm-hmm. And so the worst thing that could happen is they lose a dollar, they go in timeout and mm-hmm. we, we have a, you know, a discussion. Mm-hmm. But what do you think is uncomfortable about the discussion? Like, why do you not want to do that? It's uncomfortable for me to have to discipline them because I discipline them in a way that's different than how I was disciplined growing up because I hated how I was disciplined and I mm-hmm. want to not leave scars on them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's out of my comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. Is it possible that your brain is overreaching? And I truly personally understand where you're coming from on this one. Is it possible that your brain is overdoing it and thinking that what sounds to me like perfectly healthy boundaries, natural consequences, almost not even discipline, just natural consequences. Money gets taken away. There is timeout attached to this your brain might be offering you that it's going to scar them. So we want to just question that thought. Is it actually going to scar them? No, because I, I do see them taking more ownership since I've, you know, gone through and thought this out and tried to, you know, have a family discussion and everything. And I, and I think that they have a little bit more pride too and self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there might be, 
I think this is one of those thoughts that you can't unthink. Like once you see it, you just know. You're like, oh, it's not scarring them. That's just my brain's way of trying to protect my children the way that I would have liked to have been protected. And there's where you can have a lot of compassion for yourself. This is not coming from a bad place. It's coming from the best possible place. But it is a thought error. You're not scarring your children by giving them consequences. In fact, just the opposite. They have pride. They have self-sufficiency. They're taking ownership. Like these are gifts for your children, not scars. How's that feel? It feels a lot better, like a relief. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be really neat for you to just spend some time with the idea of me taking time for my writing which requires me to ask more of my children, is not only great for me, really good for my kids. And just be deliberate in your thoughts. You might even listen to this episode when it comes out, re-listen to it, really be clear on why you're making the choices you are. And whenever the brain offers us a scary thought, like I'm going to scar them, it is really helpful to just say, is this true? Really, like, could I prove it in a court of law? And if the answer is no, why might I be thinking it? Well, the answer here is like, oh gosh, that's just, you know, my brain trying to be protective of my darling children. So thank you, self, for like trying to be really kind here. And then when it really feels sticky, like, let's just say in this case, you're like, oh, really, like, it feels like I am scarring them. I know logically that doesn't make sense. I like to just ask, is it possible something else could be more true? So we don't even fight with the thought. We let it be there. But it's like, could something else be more true than that? And the greater truth in this situation, based on what you told me, could be, well, I'm teaching my kids to have pride and ownership and self-sufficiency. They're going to grow up to be self-sufficient humans and maybe one day amazing husbands, good citizens in the world who know how to take care of themselves. We could definitely use more of this. <laughs> I'm trying every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just think about how great it's going to feel. If you had even one more hour a day to work on your book, how do you think you'll feel then? I feel liberated because I want to turn my book in. Yeah. I wish listeners could see your face. It, it's like lighter. You're like lit up now. Yeah. So good. Anything else coming up for you? No, this has been really, really helpful. Thank you for offering it because when you sent out the email and I, you know, like I said, I signed up, I, I really started journaling about it. Like, how can I improve these? Yeah. No, my pleasure. I'm excited that you brought this because I will tell you, this is something that so many of us grapple with. Multiple things, boundaries, time management, parenting, how parenting impacts our writing, all of it. It's really good. Thank you. It does. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co. That's evenbetter.co to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>